and welcome to In the Days of Noor with me, Noor, where we talk about Islamic-related topics and social issues. So today I want to talk a bit about rape. And rape, of course, is a, a topic that comes up in our modern times and talking about why men rape and how we fix this uh, this horrid crime, how we stop it from happening, um, and then how we enforce the law when it does happen. And some people even go so far to say that the modern Western culture, the American culture, some people do say, is a rape culture. On the other hand, of course, as a Muslim, then... I experience when people are talking about rape and they often point when they're talking about injustices when it has to do with rape they often do talk about Muslim countries where whether this is true or not because I'm always cautious of simply listening to anything the media has to say about Islam or Muslim countries but let's say that it is true I have heard quite a few stories of rape victims actually being punished which is sickening but first let's let's talk about rape within this western context and then let's talk about it within an islamic context there are a few things that i think about when i think about rape so one is that why do people rape the second is our laws on rape and the third is a stranger question and a question that only would have come up and I only would have begun even being aware of a few years ago, which is, what is rape? So why do people rape? And usually we're talking about men raping women, but if we're honest, we should broaden the scope because men do also get raped by other men, especially in our prison system. So much so that it's a cliche that that is what will happen to a man, especially if he is weak when he goes into prison or weaker than the other inmates are perceived as weak. There's a feminist ideology that says that people rape, men rape because of a power issue to gain power over the woman. Now, I'm not sure if they've done actual studies about this or if this is theoretical but either way, this is a position I've heard feminists talk about. And to me, I'm not a person that only depends on the latest study. And in our times, you really can't. There are so many conflicting statistics that honestly, you have to, it, you'd be wiser to depend more on philosophies and a larger body of knowledge and wisdom of our past, as well as scientific research. But only a part of it because there are just so many conflicting studies and true science is really a body of work it's not just the latest study today or tomorrow but what are we saying about this issue in five ten years real science real knowledge takes time so this is their philosophy and whenever i've heard this as far as i've heard i don't know if this is their mainstream philosophy or just what some feminists say I don't know what to make of that. I don't know if that's what I believe. 
I do think it's an interesting philosophy about power. And when we think about what happens in the prison system, I do think that certainly applies. When we're talking about men with women, it's harder for me to... It's not that I don't accept it because I I still, I think I'd have to sit with it for so much longer to really try and understand it and unpack it because it's very easy for me to see how that takes place in prison and people overpowering people through rape. But in the outside world, we actually know that a lot of rape happens between people who know each other. I did an essay not too far back about sexual abuse and some of the research that I found, if I'm remembering correctly, a huge bulk of rape happens between people who know each other, the people who are acquaintances or friends and some sort of have some kind of relationship. And so I do really wonder why is it that a man It's usually a man because men have that physiological power more so than women to commit the act of rape. Why does this take place? What is it in the mind of a rapist that causes them to rape? For example, we know, and I've done... um, a paper, this was part of it about, it wasn't completely about the subject, but it did touch on this, and that is the issue of pedophilia, and we know that a lot of adults who have this problem, and part of the problem is that they see, they get the wrong messages from children, things that they should not see in a sexual light, they see in a sexual light, they see playfulness, they see seeking of, a te- of attention, in a sexual light, and then they act on that. uh, There's an essay I love called Confusion of the Tongues, and it's by um, Ferenczi. I'm forgetting his first name. Ferenczi, he was a famous psychoanalysis, and this is what he said. Because these rapes are happening a lot of the time among acquaintances, I do wonder if that is a part of the issue that maybe you have a friendship with a man and you laugh together, you talk and and whatever else, and you have a good bond, but in your mind, this is just a friendship, but in his mind, he sees you coming on to him. I wonder if that's a part of what is happening. Because when we're talking about relationships with acquaintances, yes, rape is still... A horrible crime but we do have to at least in my mind I think of it as something that probably escalates and not necessarily something that comes out of the blue if you're spending time with a person and then one day they rape you I think it may have to do with this confusion of the tongues idea that they are getting a signal that is not there and at some point, they decide to take matters into their own hands and to commit this act of rape. The second issue I want to speak about is the sentencing for rape. I don't, I don't know the exact statistics for the sentencing on rape. My 
the closest thing I can can recall at this moment, and I know it's not exactly related, but if you all know of the man who, I forget his name, and his name is not important, he was the spokesperson for Subway, and he did disgusting, disgusting crimes. He committed acts of pedophilia with young children all over the country. He traveled to go and and commit it's just so disgusting so disgusting and his sentence was extremely low I think it was under 10 years when he was finally caught even worse than that I when I was doing some research on what happened with this man in the story the law enforcement knew what was going on but what what I hate so much about our law enforcement one of the things that I hate that sometimes they wait for things to escalate so they can catch the big case. So that instead of saving one child, they save 10 children. But <laughs> if you didn't wait, if you would just let, uh, if you would have just captured him the first time around, then those nine children could have been saved instead of waiting until he commits for an act. And I just hate this so much about the way our law enforcement is. They do it with drugs, they wait until people sell more and more and more drugs and then they they put them to jail and I just hate when our law enforcement does this it it allows people to be abused by criminals when they don't have to be so this man got an extremely low sentence and from my very small knowledge the sentencing for rape is extremely low in my opinion in Islam and we'll go into the Islamic view in more detail in Islam, one of the penalties for rape is death. There are two, when I was uh, studying Shafi Fiqh in particular, I remember reading in the Shafi Fiqh manual, the most comprehensive one translated into English, then, and then I will mention the name of the book as soon as it comes back to me, it's slipped my memory right now. But I remember in the book, then the two punishments for rape was either death or the second punishment would be the giving of the mehar, like whatever the equivalent of the woman's mehar would be paying that to the woman. And we have to remember that when it comes to Islamic law, then it is in the hands of the judge. So he has these rulings before him and depending on the case, he can decide uh how to how to how to enforce the law, and we'll get back to the Islamic view in a minute. So I think that the I think that the sentencing for rape should be so high, so much higher than it is. Someone who rapes should go to jail for a very long time. How long? Ten years, twenty years, thirty years. I don't know, but it's a serious crime. I would put it probably right below murder. When you rape someone, you've taken you've taken a part of them that they can't take back. Um, and it's such an evil crime. It's so unfathomable to me what a rape victim goes through. And may we never know it. But it's just it's it's really sad that we don't take it seriously enough in our country and in many countries because it is such a violent, disgusting crime. 
when I just when you just think about the physical act of someone putting their body inside of you, think about the act and I I spoke about this on my blog, just think about the act of something that is supposed to be pleasurable, something that is one of the means of bringing about new life, something that is supposed to be joyful and an act of intimacy between two people now becomes this disgusting experience. Now you're experiencing this intimacy with with this disgusting human being with that is forcing themselves upon you. It is so cruel, it is so inhumane that we really should take the crime seriously and the emotional damage that it does to people after the crime happens is not the same as being robbed. It's not the same as being beat up. It's something that I think is... It's just really in its own category, and I wish that we would take it more seriously. But not only that, I think it's also in its own category because there's never a reason to rape someone. There, You can excuse violent behavior in the sense that there are excuses to be violent. Um, I'm not saying that that just because someone has an excuse means they shouldn't go to jail or face the consequences. But you can have reasons, have an excuse as to why you were violent against someone. But there is no excuse to rape someone. You can even have an excuse about why you would rob someone. Um, you know, you can say you're poor and you and this and that. You should still go to jail. But at least other people would be able to understand and sympathize and on a human level, you can understand why someone would be that desperate. But on a human level, there is no excuse for rape. It's disgusting. And people should be locked up for a very, very long time. Because they've crossed the human threshold of understanding. The third thing I, wanted, I want to mention is, what is rape? So this is such an interesting question for me because... It, again, like I said at the beginning, it's not something I would have even thought about a couple of years ago. Because to me, it was very clear what rape is, and that was forced sex. But what do we mean by forced sex? I remember being in college, and I was taking a course on drug in, drugs and alcohol, a very fascinating course about the different drugs and as well as alcohol and their influence on the body and all of these sort of things. And I remember just being mentioned that there was a law either thinking of coming to pass or it did come to pass in New York City that if a man had sex with a woman when she was inebriated, that would be considered rape. And I didn't know how to feel about that then, and I still have mixed feelings now. I'm just not sure if that should be included in the category of rape. In the sense that, yes, if the man forces himself on her, of course, that's still rape as we've always known it. But if they are two drunk people who have sex with each other, 
should he face the same amount of time that someone who forces himself on um, someone knowingly and he's not drunk and she's not drunk and he forces himself on her. They don't seem to be the same thing. Now, hopefully, any judge taking in a case on rape will judge the circumstances as well. But I just have a difficulty accepting that they should even be called the same thing. Then you have another issue. Is a man lying to a woman to get him to sleep with her rape? Now, for a lot of us, I think we would say the obvious answer is no. But for some people, this is actually being considered as something that should be put into the law and should be considered rape. This is, again, a difficulty for me. For me and my personal opinion as of now, I don't think that should be considered rape. I don't know if if there should be any legal ramifications for lying to someone in order to get them to sleep with you. I think that's sad. I think that's messed up. I think it's not cool. I think it's a million and one things. But is it rape? Again, remember what we're comparing it to. Rape is the forced act, act of sex. If you've been emotionally manipulated is that force and you know I have a hard time saying yes but then I'm almost thinking of I remember in Islamic law we were learning that when you're buying and selling then you should not convince someone to sell you something at a low price knowing that they don't want to like it, it it's like cheating the person for example, if you're haggling like you do in a lot of Arab countries and you keep haggling the person and you get to the point where you can see they're uncomfortable, you can see they're sad, you can see now they're just desperate and they just want to make a sale, you wrong that person. If you get them, even if they agree and they say, fine, here, take it $5, you know, it was 20 and you talk them down to 5 yeah, you can say, hey, well, I got it fair and square, I haggled them, but you knew what you were doing was not, you knew that they didn't really want to agree with that, you knew that they were desperate for whatever reason, maybe it was a bad sales day, maybe they just really need the money, uh, maybe they just feel bullied and want to give in, and so you have wronged them, and so is there a similar issue here is it wrong to convince someone a man to convince a woman to sleep with him um and should there be legal ramifications i would agree that it's wrong but the legal ramifications part is very difficult for me um it's very difficult one thing I know that I do dislike is the idea of a rape culture. And the reason is that I think things get very tricky out there in the non-religious world, and I'll kind of get into the Islamic point of view. As a Muslim, why do I think adultery is bad? Why do I think that 
homosexuality, the act of homosexuality is bad. Why do I think that, uh, I don't know, uh, why do I think that rape is bad? Yes, there is a part of me that these things align with my natural moral conscience, but it is also simply because God says it's wrong, religion says it's wrong, the prophet peace him said it's wrong, the scholars said it's wrong. The strange thing with the non with non-religious people, with liberal people, is that they try and make things wrong, but they have no real reasoning. So how can you possibly justify, for example, we were talking about I really dislike rape culture. So how can you really justify catcalling being wrong? Because it's strange the way they represent it. It's almost as if they're making a moral argument. But what is your moral guide? What are your moral principles? Where are you getting your morality from? And without that, how can we really have a serious exchange about these issues? Because you can talk about your feelings, but some women don't care about catcalling. Some women even like catcalling. But anyway, let me. I just want to finish my, my point that I was mentioning. That I don't like the idea of rape culture. I don't like the idea of combining all of these things into one. And that's the issue. So we went from something very serious, forced rape, which is not necessarily a gendered issue, though I do think it happens a lot more for men in captivity than among other men that it does in the free world. Um, then we go down to um, rape when the woman is inebriated. And I'm talking about both the men and the women being inebriated. If the, just the woman is inebriated with drugs or alcohol, then yes, I do think obviously that that is rape to... I don't think it's equal as to when she's obviously alert and resisting, but I do think that is also a serious crime and should be considered rape because she doesn't even have the ability to consent. But when both people are inebriated... I think it gets a bit trickier. Then we go down to a man convincing emotionally, verbally, a woman to sleep with him and she and her giving in. And then we go all the way down to um, sexual harassment. And within sexual harassment, it goes from being called a sexual name or being grabbed to someone saying, hi, beautiful. And all of these things, some people want to lump into a rape culture. And I think that is a big issue. And the funny thing is that it gets away from something that I do think we should be giving more energy to. And that is getting longer, harsher sentences for rape, for, for crime that we can all agree is rape. I think we can all agree that force when nobody's inebriated and the woman is clearly resisting, is rape. We can all agree on that. I think a lot of us can agree on the woman being inebriated and the man not, so she not even having the ability to to consent as um, rape. And I think we should be focusing on that and trying to get harsher sentences for men who choose to rape. In prison, I think it's a different scenario. I think we do... As ironic and as odd as it may sound, I do think we need to make our 
prison safer places. I don't think that just because people are in prison, there should be an anything goes environment. Um, yes, they committed crime and they're there to pay for that crime, but it shouldn't be a breeding ground for more criminal activity. And that also needs to be handled so rape can be prevented in prison. But I don't think, and I think it is uh, not useful to lump all of these things, all of the things that I mentioned, including the cat calling and the a man convincing a woman to have sex, into lumping it all into something called a rape culture. And then what I think is even worse than this is wasting time on campaigns, for example, there was a campaign once there was that famous video when the woman was walking around New York City for 10 hours and she got some catcalling. And on their website, they're calling for there to be actual legal action against catcalling. I think that's a waste of time. I think it's I think it's idiotic. And I think that women don't need law enforcement to deal with catcallers. I think we can deal with them very well ourselves. Um... And if there's actual, I wouldn't say actual, because if you think it's harassment for someone to say you're beautiful, I don't think anyone has the right to disagree with that. It's, it's your personal feeling. That's how you feel. Um, so I do think the idea of lumping these things together, calling it a rape culture, focusing on these something like catcalling and then focusing on something as silly and I've heard so many people say teaching men not to rape as if that is something that can actually be implemented I think they're all a waste of time I think we need to deal with the actual criminals and yes I do think we have to talk about women's behavior because women need to take care of ourselves whether or not the government gets involved and the sad thing is that I think people too often think it's mutually exclusive. Or they think that even mentioning anything to women is somehow sexist or belittling to women. But what I believe is that we've got to take care of ourselves. I'm not ever going to depend on the government to take care of me in my personal life. I have to be safe. When I'm back home and while I'm here in Jordan I don't stay out late sometimes when I'm back home in New York I mistakenly stay out late and I but I really try not to stay out past sunset I try not to I try to walk on busy street areas I and sometimes I'm not always safe sometimes I'm not always cautious and I don't think that's smart of me no, it doesn't mean that I deserve street harassment or anything worse than that. But I'm going to take care of myself as best as I can. And I'm not going to wait for the government to do so. I mean, it, it's illogical to think that even if there was a law implemented to make catcalling illegal... Do you actually think that's going to stop men from catcalling? Maybe it'll put a lot more of them in jail, which I certainly don't want more men in jail, especially black men who, maybe this is a stereotype or maybe it's true, I don't know. 
this has definitely been my experience and my view that black men, Hispanic men, catcall a lot more than white men. I've never even seen a, ma- a white guy catcall, to be completely honest. Though, to be honest as well, I live and grew up in a black neighborhood. I was only really exposed to a white neighborhood when I did my master's program at Columbia. So I certainly don't want to see more men in prison, but I think that even if this law was enacted, I don't think it would be very useful. I don't know that you can actually teach men not to rape because the, the, the thing is that most men don't rape. The thing is that rape is a crime and rape is unacceptable in our society. Unfortunately, it's not punished harsh enough. And I think that if it was punished harsher, then the men who might even consider rape would take it more seriously. But teaching men not to rape, well, most men know they shouldn't rape and won't ever rape and think rape is hideous. And the ones, the the few men who will rape, they probably also know raping is wrong, but they do it anyway. How many robbers and and thieves and whatever kind of criminal actually think what they're doing is okay and not a crime. Some of them are so delusional they think what they're doing is okay, but if someone's delusional, there's only but so much you can do for them. I don't think it's useless, I guess, to have... I don't know, because... I just think it's an odd concept. Teach men not to rape. What does that actually mean on the ground? What man will you ever get that willingly justifies rape? I don't think you'll find many, even on the horrible internet. I don't think you'll find many men who will justify rape. And I think you'll find even less who will um, justify their own... Their own uh, crime of rape or justify the the themselves acting upon rape um like i said there are some delusional people so of course they're going to be delusional rapists but the point i'm trying to make is that i think we need to focus on the crimes the harsh crimes the one that we can all agree is rape and trying to convict those men I don't know why anyone would want to focus on men who catcall and trying to get those men in jail instead of trying to get actual rapists and longer sentences. I think that's really backwards logic. You can try and teach a thief not to... I don't know. I suppose you can try and teach people not to be thieves. Certainly, young men should be taught... I think how, I guess the thing that I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around is how exactly would you implement that? It's easy to teach a child not to be a thief. So when they're young, you give them consequences for not, excuse me, you give them consequences if you see that behavior from them. You teach them not to steal. I suppose for boys, and, and I do think this would be a good thing, if you see from them that they have pulled the girl's hair or they touched the girl's butt or something like that, you tell them you don't touch people's bodies. You don't, yeah, you don't touch people's bodies without permission. That is something that you can teach people. And I do think we probably, most parents do teach that to their children. 
but rape itself, we have to understand that it's a crime. And I believe that most people are making a conscious decision to commit a crime. And they just don't care. So once they commit that crime, we have to put them in jail and we have to put them in there as long as possible. And I think for women, we have to take care of ourselves. When I read the statistics that most rapes were committed by acquaintances, it made me think of in Islam the way in which men and women are not supposed to be close and comfortable around each other if there's no family relations. And I think that is something that, of course, we break time and time again. Muslims in the West, of course, break time and time again. And obviously non-Muslims do it all the time. But I think there is some value to that, to having stricter guidelines for ourselves when it comes to the opposite sex and not thinking that you can just hang out for non-Muslims, that you can just hang out and have a few beers with someone and chit-chat and watch Netflix and yada yada and that you and the man are on the same page and you're just enjoying each other's company and to realize that there may be cross signals there and he may think that you want to be with him. Some men may even think, oh, maybe she wants me to be more aggressive. Maybe that's why she hasn't, nothing has happened in our relationship. You really don't know what's happening in the other person's mind. So we do need to be careful with the way we have ourselves with members of the opposite sex. So I kind of went a little further than I wanted to, and I wanted to get more into the Islamic point of view in all of this. But what I will say is simply that in Islam, as I've already mentioned, there is a punishment for rape, and the two punishments that I know of can be death or giving the money of the mahar to the woman, whatever it would have been, and I'm sure that the judge will judge the circumstances I remember reading a book about Iran where there were cases where the, the a woman would get raped and she'd be forced or he'd be forced, however you want to look at it, to get married. And I think that's sick. I think that's really strange. But it really doesn't have anything to do with Islam. It has to do with a very warped view of, of Islam the only way I can sort of possibly justify that thinking is if these weren't really rape cases, but maybe they were just called rape cases to protect the rep- the reputation of the woman. You really never know in, in these sort of things. And all of the cases that you hear about where the rape victim is persecuted, excuse me, is, is stoned or, or beaten, again, this is not... Islamic, it's a warped version of Islam. It's uh, very anti woman, it seems, because I, I really don't like judging countries based on what the American news tells me about them. But that's all we have to go on, so what can you do? If these cases are happening, it's very un Islamic and it's very anti women because we often hear the cases about the women and if it is more women than men, then there's something wrong there. And again, I don't want to give excuses for them, but if if I could even attempt to justify why that would ever happen, 
my the only reason that would even make any kind of sense is if they didn't think it was rape, but they thought it was a consensual sexual uh, relationship that happened, and for whatever reason the woman was punished, and either we didn't hear about the man, or the man didn't admit to it. I'm not sure what could happen there. But there is nothing Islamic about beating a rape victim. So I'm just going to end it here because I really did not want to go on for this long. I hope I've made some useful points and I'll leave a few links below to my blog post about the subject, which uh, my writing is much better than my speaking, um, and to a few other links so you can get more into the subject if you'd like. And you can give me your opinion I think in short, I'll just say that, just to sort of summarize my view, that in Islam, rape is very looked down upon and punishable. And in my view, I don't think we take rape, actual rape, seriously enough. I think the crime, the sentence needs to be as harsh as possible. In America, I'm talking about the amount of time a person spends in jail because it is so inhuman, it is so evil, it's so wrong that people need to really face the consequences of their actions. And thirdly, I think we should be really careful in promoting the idea of a rape culture because we can end up belittling actual rape. So I hope that people can start to focus on rape and trying to really send a message by getting longer sentences for rape and not as much time on these smaller issues like catcalling, which women are more than capable of handling ourselves. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.